Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, everybody. It's time to open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hello and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of questions from a couple of different listeners. Woo, baby. Now, before we got to the mic, <laughs> y'all, I gotta tell you a fact, which is your girl thought she maybe accidentally took a trazodone. She just can't keep her eyes open. And it's fully the middle of the day. And I was like, did I take a trance instead of a Wellbutrin? Because I... I'm just out here. Can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of hear it in your voice. I know, right? But I, even though I put some energy into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's still like, but that might be the strength of this fake Traz that's in your system. Yeah, 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 Again, yeah. you didn't take any. You literally took nothing, but somehow. Well, I took Wellbutrin and Lexapro, but then I got nervous that I picked up the wrong bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Let's, let's check the bottle. Then. Oh, gosh. Uh, Naomi, before we... we launching the episode i want to talk to you very quickly about mm-hmm. now uh, our friend from ucb connor ratliff yes right he has a yes. podcast called dead eyes yes the whole conceit of the show is that he got fired from band of brothers by uh, tom hanks right 20 years ago yes for having quote-unquote dead eyes yes yes uh, and so the whole podcast has been um kind of uh, building up to trying to get tom hanks on to explain why why did he fire connor right but it has been many episodes i've never listened to it was him really just being like was he just talking to different people being like what was your fired by tom hanks moment i don't get like what made it a whole podcast there were, i said podcasting has gotten out of control <laughs> no i think it went you know the experience of acting and auditioning yes and that okay kind of so, stuff. Yeah, I so think it went it in all, that way it was all that was, other yes, kind of stuff yeah, okay yeah. so okay so here's the thing though you mm-hmm. know uh he has landed Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, I assume they've already recorded the episode. Otherwise, you know, yeah. they wouldn't be trumpeting right. this, uh, this, this victory, mm-hmm. right? But Tom Hanks is going to be on. And I thought, who is someone, mm-hmm. Naomi? Mm-hmm. That was huge. It was huge news in the entertainment world on right. Friday. Right, right. <laughs> the trades were a buzzing. Yes. Deadline Hollywood. Were it said Connor Ratliff lands tom hanks for podcasts lands his white whale his white whale his white whale what was the name of the volleyball in his wilson his will he lands his white wilson (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like 
I mean, obviously, someone hired a publicist somewhere, right? But still, Buzz, Buzz, how do we do that? Now, yeah, I was thinking, Buzz, now, for our pod, what was the earliest thing you ever auditioned for? It would have been probably how Stella got her groove back in the early 90s. And I auditioned to play uh, Stella's niece, Angela Bassett's niece. How did Stella get her groove back? She went to Jamaica, had sex with Tay Diggs. <laughs> okay. So I, I say we try to land, well, not just Angela Bassett, yep. but the entire cast. <laughs> we got Tay Diggs, uh-huh. who followed me on Twitter for a brief uh, a moment. We know he loves comedy. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, there it is. A uh, friend of a uh, friend of you, Regina King. <laughs> <laughs> friend of you, Regina King. You worked on something briefly with her. <laughs> so I th- I say, look, that is our that is our dead eyes. Okay. And from now until those people come on the show, that's what we are. That's what our, we are laser focused on is saying how they should be on the show to explain why you did not get the, the- part you auditioned for. In how when Stella I, got a groove when back. I was ten. <laughs> when I was ten, why did I not get the part of Stella's niece? Where I had to say, "What, Auntie Stella? I didn't do nothing." Yeah, I and, mean, my God, I should book it now. And that's what we're pivoting the entire show to. <laughs> Every episode to discuss why you did not get that part as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, ten. That's how ten-year-old are more formative, Andy. <laughs> and then, you know, it'll be like a series of interviews, variety. The Hollywood Reporter. Everyone who's anyone will say, we finally reached it. The casting director for how Stella got her groove back, <laughs> who finally says why that tape did not work. She was a little too thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, all I remember. Well, also, too, they said, you know, I was supposed to be a little kid, but I had boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a problem, too. <laughs> That was their that was their criticism. Well, it was part of the problem. Is that uh, yeah, this kid's a little too chesty. Stop! <laughs> Don't use that voice. Because I'm imagining they're smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was waiting to exhale, but it's how Stella got her groove back. It's how Stella got her groove back. Both Angela Bassett numbers. Well, of course. <laughs> numbers. If you were a strong black woman. And you had a story to tell? You got Bassett. <laughs> All right, folks. If you are friends with Angela Bassett, Tay Diggs, or Whoopi Goldberg, you gotta mm-hmm. help us land them on the show now. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's our new goal. Oh, my God. Um, Naomi, do you remember going back to Sashir's episode? This was like, I don't know, a month or two ago. Uh-huh. We did an all-advice spectacular. A spectacular. A spectacular. Now, we answered someone's question. They were having trouble dating. Okay, dating in New York specifically. That's well, sure. why I did on that. Where episode. else would you struggle so much? And uh, well, they have called in with an update. Oh, so I love an update. I'm going to play that right now. Hi, Naomi and Andy. And this is an update call. I just wanted to thank you so much for your amazing advice. Uh, it came really. Uh, it came out of a serendipitous time. I'm the person that called that said that I live in Harlem and I hate apps and I can never meet anyone in my neighborhood. I don't know what vibe I'm putting out there. It was on the Sashir Zameda episode. Anyway, the point is, both uh, everything you guys said was so useful. I have literally the moment, Naomi, I stopped looking. Uh, I literally, I deleted the app. And uh, it was New York was just opening back up. I started going to comedy shows alone, going to music shit, just going to bars alone. Because I don't mind doing that. There's no spaces for that in during the pandemic. 
So I did that. And then uh, at the end of a, a show I went to where Dilfe Sloan was hosting, she made a joke about the fact that everyone lo- loves essential workers, but no one has ever sucked one's dick. So as I was going, as I was being driven back home uptown, uh, I started joking with my Uber driver and asking him if he'd ever hooked up with anyone because he was really hot and young. And then he was like, that's disgusting. People are crazy. And we've been hanging out ever since. Like not, we have just, we've now just, he's been giving me rides, uh, not through Uber and we've just been driving and chatting and talking. He's like a grad student. It's really annoying and beautiful. And I'm really angry with myself for being a stereotype. Uh, the moment I deleted the app, it worked, but thank you so much for your just, Naomi, you straight up prophesied, as uh, Nigerian families would say, like literally from your lips to God's ears. So I, the moment I put down childish things and focused on <laughs> getting into law school, I just I met a really awesome dude who's ambitious and likes me and is also uh, like busy. So thank you both for your uh, beautiful relationship and your beautiful advice. And Naomi, yeah, just. You just keep saying amazing things. Yeah, I'm I'm going to – I figured out the best way to study. Andy, thank you for that uh, trick about the train. This is so long. I'm going to get caught off. But the point is, I love you guys so much. Thank you for your good advice. And you guys are straight up doing voodoo. So everything you say comes true. So please say a good thing. <laughs> I want to get it to Columbia. Please, Naomi, say it out loud on the podcast so that God will hear you and it will work. Like, Literally, you are a, a, a you are a witch, and I worship at your feet. Okay, that's too much. I love you both, Andy. I thank you so much for the study tips. Thank you. It's really changed my entire life. Okay, I'll call back and update you guys. But just yeah, you can. My my name is O, and thank you. So share also. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, so if I hold on, no, if I'm a witch and I practice voodoo and I can make stuff happen, uh-huh. I would like a very large house in west hollywood speak it into the universe i just did <laughs> put it on your secret board whatever it's called vision vision board, board. i'll put it on my whiteboard <laughs> i don't have a vision board well, sure amazing we host pretty white right sure andy her uber driver all i know is that deleted the maps deleted that darkness and it was like in poltergeist where she goes, this house is clear. And then all the good could come in. Now, Naomi. Um, That's wonderful. Do you remember last week's episode with Rory? There was a, a woman who uh, her, her children played with the neighbors. They were friends with their neighbors. And then the husband, uh, most likely like abusing the wife in, of the neighbor. Right, right. Seems to be abusive. Our caller was like, what should I do, if okay. anything? Well, what should I do? Like, I don't want my children playing over there. Yes, and that was really the, the thrust of it, right. right? And she is, a, I believe, a mental health worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows the science. So she knows, she knows what's going on and that kind of stuff. And uh, it was more about, like, how to deal with the children. But, you know, and we said, you know, be a lifeline to this woman and, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, I forget exactly what else we said, but I think that was like the thrust of it. And, you know, don't let the kids play alone. Right. Right. Um, but someone called in. They were in the neighbor's position, mm-hmm. basically. And they had some thoughts. Andy, Naomi, this is Lainey. So advice for the caller, the person who wrote in regarding domestic violence. Um, I agree and disagree respectfully with your advice. Number one, um, it's really important to say to your neighbor, the woman who is the victim, I see what happened. I know what happened, and no one deserves to be hurt. 
make sure that you let her know that you will not judge her regardless of what she decides to do um, and that you will be there, you know, at any point if she needs to talk about it or if she is looking to get help. I would get her the name and number of a local domestic violence organization or even the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, I would not agree with distancing your children from the situation, and the reason is thus. It is because, um, so I'm a domestic violence survivor, and one of the things that happens is you become so isolated um, because you're being controlled. And so further isolating this woman and her children is only going to make matters worse. I think there is a way to kind of get her and her kids out <laughs> um, so that you can still hang out with them. And I would advise that your husband speak to the batterer. Batterers need to be called out on their shit, and that's just point blank. Batterers need to be called out on their fucking shit, and I think too often we're like, well, we don't want to make him upset, or we don't want to get involved, and you know what? You saw it. You're involved. You're involved. You live next door. You hear it. You're involved. So, you know, I know when I was being battered, I my landlady heard it, and I'd go up there like bruised and bloody, and she would like clean me up and tell me not to make my partner so upset and send me back down with some tea. Um, people need to be called out. So that's what I have to say. Um, there's also a possibility of filing with, like, Child Protective Services because witnessing domestic violence is neglect. Um, and it could expedite them getting kind of the help they need. But I think just letting her know, making sure the batterer is called out on his shit, not contributing to social isolation of the family, and that's that. Okay. Love Interesting advice. Wow. Wow. Call I the batter mean, out. It's it's it goes against everything that like you think you should do. Right. Right. But yeah, maybe call the guy out on the shit. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'm always so wary of approaching someone known to be violent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I the thing that really just struck struck me with that Lenny said though was it's like you saw it, you heard it, you're involved. Yeah. That yeah. is very that you know, it's too. like, yeah, it's like the moment you know you can't unknow yeah and so that was definitely you know worthwhile uh yeah. laney thank you for sharing with us yeah a thank lot you of people coming to us wrote in and there's actually like they sent uh, a couple people sent these websites um www the hot i don't have to read www <laughs> what am i like 90 years old uh, worldwide web https colon uh so there's the hotline.org uh, and they said it's got a section on supporting victims and can help her friend plan how to leave when she's ready. Okay. We that was one that. thing. We love it. Uh, and then another thing is dash risk checklist.co.uk. Dash risk? Dash risk checklist.co.uk slash okay. V dash dash <laughs> V actual dash. And okay. Right. D -A -S -H. <laughs> and they said this, the questionnaire, it's a, a questionnaire called the dash questionnaire. And they said, have the friend fill it out. The questionnaire helps them to reflect on their own circumstances without you telling them what's wrong. It can be a first light bulb for some. Sometimes these things are easier to process when written down. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is nice that people come through with resources. We really got to get this Discord going. <laughs> so people can start being a communication because 
There are some very good advice, good tips. Yeah. Hey, if anyone wants to moderate a Discord. I know. That's just what we say like every time. It's like, who wants to moderate it? Because CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com. Just write us. Because <laughs> I'm definitely burning the candle at every end at yeah, this 14 point. Ends. Yeah, 14 ends. I said, it's a cylinder. How you got all these burns? <laughs> that's this why that's you feel tired, Naomi. We're burning the We're just throwing the candle in the fire at this point. <laughs> we are melting wax. Both of us, yeah. We're just melting wax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so today's episode. Oh uh, my god! Oh my god! How fun! Oh my god! I talked to this person on my other podcast, Beginnings, a long time ago. I know, and I was like so jelly. I always love when you talk to strong black women. Uh-huh. It makes me proud of you. Uh-huh. Proud to know you. And I am so glad that she wanted to do our pod. And I think it was sort of the Netflix half hour, right? That sort of put brought us- you two together. Yeah, yes. that kind of made it. Was like, oh, so I think it was beautiful. I think this internet in all ways. You've already heard her dulcet tones, okay? I don't even know what I'm doing. Not even telling you. It is the one, the only, Dewanda Wise, honey. Hell yes. Ooh, we love Dewanda. You've seen Dewanda in the movie The Harder They Fall. You've seen her on She's Gotta Have It, because mm-hmm. she was the one who had to have it. Yeah. All right? You about to see Dewanda in a couple months in Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about young, gifted, and black. Kind, smart, and... Quite honestly, I may have to start paying her to be my therapist. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, we have a Patreon. It's mostly supposed to Oh, yeah, show. we have a page. The page is the truth and the light. If you enjoy me and Andy, we are here for you. 100% on the Patreon. Two bonus episodes. We're actually going to start answering some questions just for the Patreons. You know, if there are people who they want to share something, but they want to keep it in the fold. They want to keep it petite, small group. You can write us, and we handle it on the page. Yeah, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Okay. But enough of this Enough all. of it, enough of it. I'm going to say it. Roll it. I always heard, you, you end an audition, you, you throw in an extra little line. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. A line, you know, an exclamatory gesture of some sort, a sound. Okay, okay, a sound too? That's good to know. I'm going to be writing this down. Yep. (laughs) I need this. I always ended auditions when I did a couple commercial auditions back in the day when I was doing those. Uh, I would hand them a note that said, uh, hire me or or else. And then there was a little drawing of a knife. Did that work? Not for nothing, here is what I did actually used to do to circumnavigate my awkwardness. I sent thank you notes afterwards because thank you notes cover the multitude of awkwardness and or so sorry, I don't have the personality that you think I have (laughs) when I walked into this (laughs) space. And then they go, oh, she was so nice, you know, if I wasn't. I love that, though. But I'm like, nowadays, they keep so many layers where it's like, you know, you just get the you get the audition where I'm like, okay, who is it? Right. Like, I don't know who's reading it, really. I don't I mean, seeing it or anything like that. Yeah. Because yeah, I used to jam on a thank you note. You know what I'm saying? After a meeting, thanks for taking mm-hmm. the time. And <laughs> then it's like, so here's much. a little callback to something we talked about. Yes. Be well. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. So you're saying my threatening yeah. note was not the way that to was. Go. I feel like, did it work? I got a commercial agent off of the note. I got no. I'll tell you what happened. I started when uh, I got a commercial agent after I started. Um, I would go into commercial auditions, and in my head, I would be like, "What would a normal person say?" Because they were always like improv stuff. They always right. wanted to like improvise. Uh, and then I would be in my head. I'd be like, "Okay, what does a normal person do?" They talk about weddings. 
They talk yep. about yep. Yep. It, Performing yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He could not. Okay, one time, and I'm gonna just say real quick, this this fool. Oh. He had to go in there. He tells me this after the fact. And I was like, okay, so you don't want a book. Because <laughs> they said it was like you had to improvise and it was like, have like what's your job? Someone just asked you, what yeah. do you do for a living? And you know, a normal person would say a regular job. Like, do I to think of a job that you would just say if you had to make up a job? What was some I've had so many jobs. Grocer. Sure. Grocer. Relatable, Great. we know. Great. I used to by the way, I used to work at supermarkets. So I know like yep. I know the full panel. That was an option available to you. That yes, was an option exactly. available to you. I could have said mm-hmm. Dairy Boy. I could have said, which is where, when I worked at Pathmark, I stopped. He the said, dairy. instead, I don't work. I was hit by a taxi. No, 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 no. <laughs> I said, I fell down the, the stairs of the subway and I sued the city and now I'm living off the settlement. That's, That's what really he said in a commercial audition. Nobody needs that backstory. Nobody does need that backstory. And that's not even a job. Don't send a commercial audition to UCB. Don't it's send it to... A... Everybody else did it. Don't yell in front of our company. Sorry. Now, Jawanda, <laughs> this is just a fun little... I can't get over it because, as we said before we started recording, you have been to our home in New York City. No, in, in, yes. in Los Angeles. In L.A. In, L- in L.A. In the old apartment yeah. in L.A.? Yeah, that gross apartment. Yeah, that <laughs> gross apartment. <laughs> our worst, our first apartment. apartment. Yeah. It wasn't our first no, no. apartment in our L.A. first apartment in L.A. that we had to get wow. within an, a, a week of moving here. <laughs> the first place we found that would let us have animals, you know? It was like, uh, we'll live here. But Yeah, it's fine. So you knew Andy. You guys met doing podcasting, and this is just, you know, a rare treat. And now you and I get to meet, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Isn't this it is magic? Cool. This business of show. I, I love this magic. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Now, you said you're a married lady. Is that right? I am a married lady. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a married lady? I mean, of course, on couples therapy, honey, we're going to be answering people's questions, but we like to okay. let them know where you, the guests, are coming from. You know, when you give your two cents, it's like, okay, what does she talk? You know, does she know yes. from when she speaks? Does she know? Yes. Uh, I am a married lady. Mm-hmm. I have been a married lady for nearly 13 years. What? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. This is in yeah. see, and this is why we podcast. <laughs> so we can learn these things. 13 years. 13 years. I have been a married lady for nearly 13 years of my life. Yes. Mabel couldn't know. take it. Mabel couldn't even take it. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, Alana and I met uh, in February of 20, 2009, and we were married in June of 2009. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Walk us through <laughs> that because that's like old school. That's like yeah. my parents, like they met and got married within like eight months. Yeah. It was very old school. Um, I want, it's interesting too, because one of my closest friends kind of did the same thing. Like she met her husband and they were also married within a year, that same year. So I think at the time, a number of things. One, I wasn't, it didn't seem strange. Two, for both of us, for whatever reason, no one was surprised. Like, I wish I could tell you that we had that story where it was yeah. like, y'all didn't believe in us and we made it like those 90s R&B yeah. songs. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I wish that I could be like, yeah, y'all didn't believe, but look at us now. Nope. Everyone was like, okay. Wow. This makes sense. So that's yeah. the, yeah, everyone was like, oh, that makes sense. Or 
I think they were just thinking that we were both such like tiny um, old people that, <laughs> you know, like young old people that we just, they're like, they're two young old people. Like, please get married, actually. <laughs> and drink soup for the rest of your lives. <laughs> hey, now you're speaking my language. Oh my God, this one loves a soup dinner. <laughs> a soup dinner. Give me a soup and like a, a a little bit of a baguette with a, a a drizzle of olive oil and a little bit of salt. I had chili and cornbread for dinner last night. Oh, so. Delicious. Now that's also too like that's winter. That's like really good because it's cold in New York. You need that. Yes, that's like a mm, that's warm. Yeah. Last night I made a, a yam and kale chili. Yeah, I would yeah. call it a stew. It was more a of a stew. stew. It was more but of it was a stew good. than a soup. It had it, it halfway in between. But it was very spicy, which I loved. Yeah. Um, but now, okay, so you get married after four months. Had you had a lot of relationships? I'm always very fascinated by, no matter how long someone's you know, been together. <laughs> uh, for the listener, uh, 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 Dewana gave a, a, a knowing nod. <laughs> I'm fascinated. There was, how- here's for context. For context, I went to my friend through a birthday party for her one-year-old on Sunday, and I was well-behaved. I've been super well-behaved. So I'm the like the only one wearing a mask the entire time because I'm like, there are whole children here. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, there was a guy there, and I was like talking to his wife, very clearly his wife, because she's like talking to, you know, talking about her child and gesturing and all this. And I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, I know him. And I'm like, do I know, did I date him? Like, that's how... <laughs> You know, I was legit like, did I date him? I know it's been a long time. Yeah. I can't remember. And then, you know, quickly the, the puzzle pieces fell together. And I was like, oh, no, we didn't date. <laughs> <laughs> he was the friend of somebody I dated, but uh, we didn't actually. Right. So, yeah. So, so there's a network out there. <laughs> there's a network out there. Yes. No, I had an illustrious, a very thorough uh, dating history. To the point where, and because also I had, you know, as many of us millennials did, I had a very free upbringing. So I was like, you know, I had a high school boyfriend. I dated in high school. Um, I went to school in New York. Uh, I had a partially college boyfriend. Um, and then, you know, so everything in between. I was like dating in between the high school and the college boyfriend, dating after the college boyfriend and then um it was like the end of 2008 and i was like i should stop recreationally dating like i was like dating to be like oh that's interesting <laughs> right like you're a, a carpenter just, like, who went to person. scad yeah just like just yeah. character study though like right. character study <laughs> legit were, like i was a shitty for your craft <laughs> i was dating for my craft <laughs> Oh, that's too good. But so, but then yeah. though, when you say that though, that recreationally dating, then so it doesn't sound like you were somebody where you're like, I need a relationship as much as it was like dating was very casual. Like it didn't seem mm-hmm. like it was like a fraught. Like d- does he love me? It was more like you know, it was never fraught. Hmm. You know, when I when I got married, my I was never a girl with posters on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um. I love an eight-course meal by myself still. <laughs> eight courses? I'm very impressed. Oh, eight. Eight. <laughs> I, love, I love a long dinner, a long solo. Sorry. Let me 
pause for one Neil. second. Walk us through eight courses because I don't, I don't know if I've ever had eight courses. It's like if well, you know, it's little baby food. Mm-hmm. Like a course is like here's one cracker. You know what I mean? Like it's like here's one cracker. That used to be what I said when I went dating. With people. Here's one cracker. Open the door. Here I, I am. You can see Naomi's disapproval. <laughs> that little slight, like, ugh. You. Oh, it was like disapproval, but also loving it because I think that's so yeah. funny. To be yeah. like, here, because he's so, like, Andy's so sweet. So the idea of him going, here's one cracker. Mm-hmm. It's like very, very <laughs> funny. So just like, ain't I a stinker you know <laughs> yeah yeah very little rascal's have, energy <laughs> do you all have any little like signs like a little touch of the leg or a gentle like pinch if someone says something in company and you're like hey absolutely oh yeah oh yeah it's it's a, oh. it's a thigh pressure we push our thighs it's a thigh pressure i will i will do a grip and but oh yes but, but then it was funny because we were recording once where, and I thought Andy had given me the pressure. And then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. was I not supposed to say that? And he was like, oh, no, I was just stretching my leg. And so <laughs> I was like in the conversation, like trying to like backpedal out of something because I thought I had gotten the signal. Mm-hmm. And then it was not I, the signal. I've definitely done that for Alano, to Alano. And mm-hmm. he like, he did what I used to do in church when my mother would pinch me, which was like, oh, why'd you pinch me? <laughs> so... No, what I just you, let him live his life. Yeah, you can't. I just let him can. live his life. What were you getting pinched for in church? Talking. Everything. I don't just know. Talking. It was terrible. Yeah, just, just talk. talking, moving too much. You know, probably, let's be clear, me as a child crying for no reason. I just, I was, listen, I'm really? a teary. I'm a, a teary t- motherfucker. <laughs> naturally teary. <laughs> Love a good cry. And. Yep. So now I, wait, wait, I need to know though. Okay, how again? Because you're having your character study romances. Yes, it's all very casual. Mm-hmm. How did you know he was the person to marry? You know what I mean? Like, I'm always curious as to how you know someone's the, quote unquote the one. So, because of my illustrious and well accomplished dating history, I had. I feel like I had a level of honest. Self-awareness and self-assessment at that point to know like that worked, that didn't work. Mm. And so legit, I was, it was very logic based for me because I wrote down, I was like, all right, so if I'm not going to recreational date anymore, (laughs) one, I was thinking, am I Emily Dickinson? Because I really do love my alone time. Like some people Mm -hmm. think they're a lone wolf or they romanticize it, but then there are definitely those of us who are like, no, for real, I'm fine during two years of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so I, I wrote down this list of like, oh, these are the things that are kind of mandatory. These are the things that would be like nice. And then this is just some extra shit. On the extra shit was like, he can cook. You know, it was just like, <laughs> he can cook. I like his face. Those things were just on the like extra. <laughs> extra. Not like his face required. is on the extra? Yes, it is. I like his face is on the extra side. Okay, what's it's on like, the what's change. on the ma- mandatory? The mandatory was um a foundation of a faith practice. Mm-hmm. Um mandatory was uh it was all like character what I consider the things that I value most about myself, like generosity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those things were on the mandatory. 
also kind of in between the mandatory and the like that that would be nice was like order and being like a clean oh just a relatively you know a neat order tidy a neat a neat Uh tidy human (laughs) um yeah and i think i think what was surprising is what's what was what still surprises me actually is you know alana was not like anyone i grew up with he's not like any person i i i'd known before mm-hmm. so and i don't think no i know this is this is not a, i don't think <laughs> i don't i don't have a type and i didn't have a type then uh-huh yep um so that was never even you know a, a question but i never imagined that i would marry anyone with his level of extroversion. Hmm. Um, I'd never imagine I would marry one of my favorite qualities of his, which still cracks me up. It still fucking cracks me up is he's not, uh, uh, he's not a hetero who won't ask for directions. <laughs> like if a lot needs help, he's like, help. I need help. <laughs> beautiful you know and i'm yeah. such a cat like if i'm in pain i'm just gonna go off into a corner somewhere and oh shrivel away God. Oh i'm just gonna God. shrivel up and just be like don't worry about me you know <laughs> so being married to someone who is the complete opposite and who's like phone a friend yeah you yeah. know has changed my life so it's it's interesting because there's there's any number of things you could be like oh i want this or i want that you know but there's all all kinds of qualities that uh, still mm-hmm. that surprise me and that still surprise me. Wow, that's beautiful and tender. Thirteen. <laughs> no, seriously, because I'm like, okay, let's say like in the four months ish, what you, how well you could know someone, and how much it is like a leap of faith, and to see yeah. that that has carried over this long. It's, and I say that too, especially being in this business, right? That can so easily break things you know like your heart and they try it yeah (laughs) and they try it wait what do you mean (laughs) i i feel like and please tell me if you all agree i feel like because we're in i just don't think relationships and, and and partnerships are understood very well like not many of us came from families or communities where we saw them modeled. Mm -hmm. And then even still, you know, I think like I blessedly have a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends, my closest friends have like loving marriages and beautiful families and they're, they've kind of created them on their own terms. But um, especially in Hollywood, it's not really um, understood very well because our industry is built on power Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and um and i find that there's a lot of projection and presumption especially when you're with another artist like they mm-hmm. automatically like implicit in the question oh you're married to an actor what's that like, <laughs> like in- <laughs> implied is that like it they act like me and alano have ever been up for the same role it drives me uh-huh. crazy and yeah. and and even more than that, you know, I had a former friend ask him if he was jealous of my success a couple of years ago. Mm. There's a level of 
protection that, you know, people talk about like mothers and they're like, oh, mama bear, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. I feel that degree of like, I will, I will crush you for my marriage. I I, I feel like I have to have that level of ferocity because, you know, for both sides, you know, Mm -hmm. people have done it with me. I, there was one moment where he was like a new series regular on something. And I went to the office because I've always like handled our finances up until recently. And I remember going to pick up the check (laughs) <laughs> you know, pick up the check. And the woman in the business affair office, like literally looked me up and down said, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. And it's my greatest life regret not being like cash the checks. I really wish I said cash the checks. <laughs> wish I said that. I wish I was like, I wish I was a snapback type. Like I'm yeah, always like, oh man. I know, I know. Like that night I'm like, God damn it. I should have. Oh, God, we got to go back. We got to go back. I got something. We got to go back. (laughs) So it's interesting. I feel like there is a level of, of, you know, protection. And and obviously the empath and the compassionate part of me just understands that people just truly don't understand. And maybe they're curious or maybe they like, you know, honestly, most were probably just in some shitty relationship that had power shit and, you know, um, hierarchy and right you know all the stuff that is very easy like you said to creep in mm-hmm. unless you're like nah right yeah right yeah you have to be very like self-aware and aware of like yeah i think a lot of people like especially in this business i mean probably like everywhere in america but like, everywhere yeah uh, are just very invested in power and the need to dominate other people and it's we it's weird for them when they see other people who like that doesn't get them off in any way <laughs> yep not interested not so right you got it i'm all, i'm like team you got it whatever it is that that is you got it <laughs> but, but i think it's also too though you know i imagine like for instance andy and i have known each other because we're coming up on 12 years and you know we have been through all of it like he knew me when you know so to speak i wasn't shit you're right and like i think that the thing is like to me, having that foundation, no no level of like success or doing something is going to ever get in my head like, who are you? Because I actually find it much more valuable somebody who knew you when you didn't have nothing than somebody who's oh. trying to be your friend. You know what I mean? And that's and that's what is that's what it is. I think when you have that breadth of history, there's so much that people do not know. Mm-hmm. That's really precious, right? That's like. Yeah. Just really precious. Like some people choose to share it and like write a book and that's fine. And I might do that when I'm 95. Who knows? <laughs> not not counting it out altogether. But, you know, yeah, me and Alano have been through, I mean, plenty, Yeah. you know, <laughs> in 13 years. I mean, this part's no secret, but when we met, his father had just passed. Oh, wow. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's something that, you know, nobody can really... Like just that, the scope of the history, the beauty of what it means to build a life together from scratch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What it means that, what it truly means that my success is your success and your success yes. is my success. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's always been my litmus test where I'm like, any kind of success Naomi's have has always made me happy. And it's just like, I'll know that I'm in trouble if ever there, <laughs> if ever like the first feeling is jealousy or something like that. But only I've yeah. ever I've only ever been happy for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
I mean, it's funny though, because I realized I didn't really know how to love someone without criticizing or being just very, just because I think that's, that's how I was taught. Like sort of yeah. to love you is to tell you how to improve. <laughs> and so it was not great. Not great. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's your mom pinching you. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Woo. She'd pinch yeah. a bitch. Um, <laughs> but it was, but I, I noticed like for me, I know with a like, career stuff, I'm always just like, I'm, I think Andy is the greatest and I want the world for him. And so then I'm like, okay, what can I do to help facilitate that? But then I realized that comes with its own kind of messiness where again, the same way you said you were like, I'm gonna let him live. I'm gonna stop pinching him and let him live. I gotta just let him live and it's going to go the way it's going to go. But because I realized, even though of course my intention was, how can I help? I think it was putting an extra pressure that's like, we already feel stress and want more and wonder. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, I don't know if yeah. that's me. Me, I'm not helping. I'm not helping. Well, somebody, <laughs> a lot of your criticism, it was not any like creative criticism. Yeah. It was all like presentation. It was like your mom telling you, you need big hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dewanda, she says I, my career would be better if I had big hair because white that is people very specific. like big hair. That is very specific, and I appreciate it. I've heard, please, yes, a number of suggestions over the years. They all kind of make me laugh now. They all really make me but laugh But they can now. make you laugh now because you're over here Jurassic Parking. Front, wait. No, they made me, some of them made me laugh then. I used to have a superpower. This is a superpower that I'm trying to actually get back. Like I had two superpowers. It's one that was like a naivety that's just like la la la. Everyone loves me, and then the other one was <laughs> that was one, and then the other one was that doesn't apply to me. So I'm trying to like reinstitute the whatever rule that is doesn't apply to me thing because I really liked being that naive. Um, yeah, and I feel you on the fixed thing. It was interesting because one of the first things we realized, you know, that that look, like Spider Man meme where they're like all pointing at each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Alano and I were both fixers. Mm-hmm. And so we met and it was an interesting kind of like moment where I gave him permission and freedom to not do that. So then he could focus on himself uh-huh. and, and he in turn, like, you know, not making me a project and not kind of putting the onus on me to do the same. Like, you know, there's a lot of, growth that happen individually together in a mm-hmm. sense. Now I would say we definitely, we're definitely partners and he trusts my eye and I'm such a wannabe director. I need to do it immediately. Cause I'm so fucking bossy and annoying on set. <laughs> um, so annoying. I'm annoyed by me. So, <laughs> so, you know, I am a natural director. Um, and when we met, he hadn't done like film and TV stuff. Mm-hmm. So for sure, at the at the very beginning, you know, I like to think that I helped him learn what to do with his hands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and there are so many intangible ways that he, um, so many like nuanced nooks and crannies, um, ways that, you know, I think Alano saw what's, Alano saw all this, all that's happening in my life now. Way before I did, Hmm. you know, I, my vision for my future was like indie darling (laughs) because the stuff didn't exist. Let's be clear. Like, you know, 
like every time I think about it, I'm just like, I always go back to Kerry Washington and Scandal because that was like, there has not been a black woman, you know, st- starring in a primetime television show in 40 years. And we're like, oh, like, how would I think that this would be an option? Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So he saw all this stuff when I was just like, look, I'm gonna do some regional theater and yep. these indies and bada bing, bada boom. I'm good. You go yeah. be Will Smith. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I, I want to try to figure out something. Ooh, okay. Because you called yourself, in your words, a teary motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yet you have like the way that you have like uh approached dating and marriage and all this kind of stuff seems very logical and i'm trying to figure out how those two sides of you kind of uh mesh i mean i'm a gemini oh lord gemini i'm trying as if i understand the two faces i i mean i, know I what wish the- i <laughs> well i wish i could explain it i mean because it's really even as an artist I try to, I try to, I, I, I am unable, I'm not going to lie to you. I am unable to reconcile it myself. I try to tell creators, like anyone, a director that I'm working with, my pre-production process is immensely academic, like immensely research centric, incredibly academic. But what ha- happens on set, I am one minute from method and it's very alchemy. And I really wish that I were a straight white dude so that I could just be Christian Bale and <laughs> y'all could just like leave me in my brain space. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So I've always operated because at the end of the day, even if I had that like list of Alano in list form, mm-hmm. I still have to have the intuition to know when I met him. Right. You know, right. And that's the, that's the, that's the magic. That's the part you can't account for. That's the teary, you know, Mm. like intuitive part and, and everything about the way we met, you know, I essentially, and the, the short version of it is it was a fundraiser for a theater company and I wasn't going to go in, uh, cause I was like, Five dollars. I ain't paying that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not. She's still frugal. So, hey, 2008. It was like everything was falling apart. So sure. Yeah, it was like five dollars. Y'all crazy. So I was like not going to pay the five dollars to get into this party. And when a friend of mine said, "Dewanda, I, I got you. I'll pay the five dollars." That's how I ended yeah. up meeting my future husband. So I go into this bar and. Um, he's the only, like, it was mostly NYU kids and NYU graduates. And he's the only, he's like total fish out of water. Um, I thought he was younger than me cause he still has a baby face. It's crazy. Just like Andy. I thought he was younger mm-hmm. than Yeah. Me. That's it. It's gonna, your face is gonna look like that forever. It's so weird. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So, so I was just like, you know, but I could feel I felt his sadness and he wasn't moping around. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, he was doing, he was going through the motions of being there, you know, and he was like networking and all the things were happening. But there was a moment of stillness where I just saw him at the corner of the bar by himself. And legit, the only voice that was in my head was like, oh, he needs a conversation. Go talk to him. That was it. You know, like I could just feel it. I sensed it. And I was like, oh, something's happening with that cute boy. Go, (laughs) you know, go talk to him. And, um, and that was it. So 
you know, I wish I had an answer for how to reconcile being both an empath and ex- immensely type A, but I have no answers <laughs> for you, <laughs> Andy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, the cuteness probably had to like help, right? Because like I've been at plenty of parties where there's like some sad person. <laughs> No, and I'm like, Ugh. it didn't. I mean, the cuteness, the cuteness helped, but before I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a therapist. And again, mm. remember, I'm a fixer. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a recovering codependent. You know. <laughs> so I, it really was, and I thought at the time this was February of 2009. My vow to myself, my, which I failed. My vow, my, that doesn't build self trust. My vow to myself <laughs> at the end of 2008 was that I wasn't going to date that year. Mm-hmm. I was testing to see if I was Emily Dickinson, so I was not going over to him to be like, "Let me spit some game." Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. right. I would have right. a year ago. You know what I mean? Like I would have been doing that in 2008 for sure. But in that moment, I was just like, something is happening. Mm. So, okay. So in other words, your whole dating history was your academic preparation for this moment in which your uh-huh. method acting there took over. There it is. That's Do you hilarious. See? Do you see how he does it? <laughs> That's hilarious. He puts it together. He synthesizes it. That was, that was so succinct. <laughs> Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> okay, now that we really have a great context for this, I think it's time that we help some people yeah. answer some questions. Don't you think, Andy? Yes. We'll be right back after this. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly 3 years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com with Dewanda Wise here to help you handle your scandal. Okay? Dewanda's bringing us both logic and heart. Mm-hmm. Okay? Left brain, right brain. You are <laughs> the amalgamation of us together. The amalgamation. I wish I was both. I'm all just teary. Right, of us. I know, but I'm saying, I know this. I'm like, oh, God, that combination is so powerful. Um, but, <laughs> and I wish I could cry. <laughs> You're like, I have my tear dust removed. <laughs> By American culture. Ooh, that's oh, listen. That's deep listen. toxic masculinity. Okay. Mm, I'm talking about in therapy. Uh, <laughs> we did. We talked about it yesterday. We're just like, well, not about crying, but right, about but like, what has uh, what has toxic masculinity robbed me of? Right. right, mm, right. How can mm, we That's a good that? question. Yeah. Because it's like- I'm going to send you a podcast. I'll send it to you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so but I listened question. to you yesterday. Yeah. To me? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, listen to. Do you listen to Ten Percent Happier? No, is that good? Yes, it's very good. It's like I'm very much well speaking of Naomi and being a teary bitch. I very much well <laughs> believe in the science of happiness huh. and tools. I'm like, give me some tools. Give me them tools. What yes. them tools? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, tools. Yeah. Um, but this one was, it was like Karamo from Queer Eye talking oh, yeah. about, talking about happiness and toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love him. Karamo forced to take part in restorative justice without any training. Did you watch that episode of Queer Eye where literally he had to bring together a man who had been paralyzed by a shooter and the shooter and had what? them together in a coffee shop. And I what? said, Karamo doesn't oh, have the training for no, this. no, he's not equipped. It's like watching Ayala. She's not actually, <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, it went okay. And obviously who knows how much, you know, they had to edit, oh, but it was really like, okay. you've got Karamo just in the deep end. I don't think his that job is stressful. It was so, on one hand, of course, when you're watching it, there's something beautiful about these three black men having this conversation you know, and very much like this boy just kind of being like, you know, why did you do it? And him, and you know, of course it was on some bullshit where it's like, I thought you were somebody else. You you were doing something with some yeah. girl. And so it's like heartbreaking because he's, it's like, it's like what, but then Karamo is just like in the middle of this. Like, it's <laughs> crazy. Why don't you tell him how you feel? And it's like, okay, Karamo, do you have a degree? You're also yeah. billed as the culture expert. This is not culture yeah. right now. This, this is, is not culture right now. This is legit. Experts are needed. Experts are needed here. Experts are needed here. <laughs> so wild that would have stressed me out i'm sweaty right now and you're talking about it (laughs) just a lot um hey uh figure out what justice should look like in the next 20 years yeah yeah Yeah, we're gonna keep the cameras rolling you'll get there you'll get what are you doing policy go Uh, we get questions from our listeners uh, through all manner of of ways Uh, twitter dm instagram dm gmail of course our favorite is voicemails naomi what is that number you know i love it 323-524-7839 because when you leave me that vm i can hear where you're at emotionally yes let us know your questions let us know your pronouns oh yeah we love the pronouns now because i'm always flustered because i don't want to mess it up all right let's go with this first one hey andy and naomi i am a 35 year old woman living on the east coast okay I do live in New York City, and here's what I'm calling to ask you about. I'm one of those people who's basically forever single unless somebody really, really likes me. That person typically ends up being fucking crazy, and they do all the work, and then we're together for a short period of time or however long, and then we break up. So I decided that I was going to ask some people out this year. Now, I'm also a performer. To make a long story short, at one, after one of my shows, I connected with this very handsome man. <laughs> but we've been out twice, me and this young man, and we kissed. I mean, we've made out both times, but I kind of feel like he should be maybe trying to see me again or trying to communicate with me again and he hasn't been so i wonder if this is just a dub like is this over do i make a move again are guys just kind of less interested when you're the one that makes the first move have some women in this world perfected the art of making themselves so like 
supple and tender and sexy <laughs> that a man just is like overwhelmed unless they ask them out. Like, how do I do that? Is that a thing? Okay, and look, I'm I'm about to be 36 in like a few months. I feel like, am I on a timeline to figure this shit out? I don't know. Would love to hear what you guys think. Oh my god, this this is very funny to me. Also very relatable. Very relatable. Um, you know, Andy Andy picks these questions not really listening to the whole thing, and yet I will tell you, he seems to be ten for ten. He gives the right questions for the right guest. Intuitive. The, That's intuition. a really yeah, it's really high. Also, what a voice. Listen. <laughs> I know. I also love the description of some women being so supple and tender. <laughs> so supple, supple and tender. That they're irresistible. Supple. But I supple and tender. That's how I used to think though, because I feel like, you know, I'm such a um I am a bull in a china shop. Uh I'm like a bull in a china shop who's listened to a lot on different go. It's a very dangerous combination. Mm-hmm. And I used to always feel as though it was like I remember I used to have these times where I was like this year, like in high school or whatever, I'm like, this year I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to be mysterious. Girl, I, I said that last week. <laughs> I said, I went to work last week and I said, today, I'm just going to be so quiet. <laughs> I failed like within an hour. <laughs> I failed within an hour. I said, take this poster down. <laughs> Yeah, I've made those intentions before. <laughs> and it, it, doesn't last, it doesn't last a minute. I know, but it's that feeling because it is true. Like you think, okay, is it the guys? And, and I think it is changing a lot. But even, mm-hmm. you know, at our age, we were so indoctrinated. Like men love the chase and, you know, yeah. wait three days to call. And yeah. he's just not that into you. And like all that stuff all that. Mm-hmm. that said there mm-hmm. were rules. Mm-hmm. It's even hard to shake. Yes. Now, even though I definitely yes. think the rules are changing. But I think the thing that also twinged my antenna with this one is like, she was like, people have to, they pursue me and they're inevitably crazy. Now, the word crazy, whatever we tricky. use, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy is tricky. And also to be blanket crazy is like, okay, what was your part in this situation? Yeah. If there's a pattern. If there's exactly that's what I mean. I'm like, so they're inevitably crazy, all of them. So then I I wonder if anyone who pursues you and you're not giving them strong indicators of interest, they are like a little a little Oh, it's um, gonna make them a little crazy, yeah. I yeah. I in in that dating, I wasn't a robot, right? So there was definitely uh one of my and he ended up not being attracted to women at all. So that was the story. Basically, he his lack of reciprocity mm-hmm. and pursuit turned me into a person that I didn't like to be. And I don't want to say I don't want to say turn me into a person, but it just essentially um ratcheted up mm-hmm. um my neediness, mm-hmm. my like pursuit, my uh it it caused this introvert to behave in ways that did not feel in alignment with how I like myself best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure, and I've not only experienced this romantically, I've experienced this 
through a lack of reciprocity and friendship too. Like, yeah. so I am sure there are plenty of people on this earth who can go like, Dewanda is kind of, she gets kind of crazy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't, you know, that, that word, I, I totally agree. What, what I was struck by in that question is, and what always kind of, you know, kind of perks my ear up is the level of like thought that we do, the rumination, the consideration, the over-undering, hmm. the like, oh, if I do this, then this that happens. Um, none of that is action, you know? And when Alana and I were dating, <laughs> when Alana <laughs> and I were dating, uh, that those short three yeah. crazed months. That rich week and a half. Uh-huh. That rich week and a half. <laughs> There was a time where, like, I'm, I will speak for myself, sweet caller. I don't give a fuck. All right? My husband was working on three plays at once. He was starring in Terrell Alvin McCraney's brother-sister trilogy. Oh, my goodness. Which was literally three shows in one. He would do one show on Friday, one Saturday matinee, and the third one on the, that evening. Oh he was rehearsing and preparing for that. And... I was not, our relationship was imbalanced. This is literally, we're just dating y'all. Our shit was imbalanced. I felt like I was not being given the attention that I was giving. (laughs) And I broke up with him. I don't (gasps) give a fuck. I communicated it. (laughs) I communicated it. He dramatically rom com took the train from Princeton to the Bronx. Oh my god. You know, goodness. and was like, No, I'm into you. Yeah. Da 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 da. I'm sorry. And to this day, if there's a moment where I feel like I am playing, you know, event planner mm-hmm. or I am like, you know, doing whatever, like doing more than my share of a thing, I'd be like, Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm tired. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And we keep it moving. But the first step is, even when it's early, even when it's, you know, y'all just made out twice, communicating how you prefer to be communicated with, Mm. how you receive attention, and it has nothing to do with terms. You know, terms is a, is a thing of power. It has everything to do with being your authentic self as early as possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. whatever it takes to be your authentic self and state your honest needs and preferences mm-hmm. sooner than later and not being worried that you know, what you need and what you want won't be too much for the person you're supposed to be with. Right. Right. If right. what you need and what you want is too much for, you know, make out boo, then, <laughs> then count your, then good, then great. That was yep. quick. Two dates. Exactly. Awesome. Yep. Great. But, by the way, are we talking New Jersey transit to the A train? 
to the dig. Oh yeah, we talking dig. we talking multiple. You hear multiple trains because I'm because it's not just New Jersey Transit. You had to t- take that like. I mean, yeah, it's like it was like three trains. It was That's very for dramatic. real. I loved it. Prince That's to the real. Bronx. You gonna yeah. That's just like us. Greenpoint to Harlem. Yeah, we are. that's what I say. <laughs> Princeton to the Bronx. Oh my God! You said prove it, but I think I I do think you're right. I think that's very true. Yeah, I think it's tough too because, especially again, the way she joked, I was definitely somebody who was like, I'm gonna kind of hide who I am or try to try to not to be too quote extra, Mm -hmm. and then wait until they like me and then I can slowly reveal. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly that lab is a lab of somebody who said that didn't work. Uh That ain't how that went. Uh (laughs) It's like, no way can you. And I think especially people can tell, even if you are, quote, keeping it in. I think people can tell. It's like something going on. They ain't telling me everything. They seem uncomfortable. Like, people can tell when you're, like, trying to not be yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, I think, you know, with this person, if what you're telling us is that you had initiated the first two interactions and hangouts and, but you haven't heard anything, and now I'm assuming it's I don't know. Well, actually, I'm not assuming. I don't know how long it's been between, like, since the last hangout. You know, I think I don't know. I think there is a part of me like sometimes my impulse is sort of just to be like, all right, leave it, because when somebody wants to spend time with you, they they will pursue you, whether that's friends. And you or also romance. have to decide if you know, because I I think communication's important, but I also think it's important to know, you know how you establish something and what you think what you think should or should not be um common sense right so if to you you're like oh that seems like i don't really want to be teaching someone that if i initiated the first you know couple of exchanges i don't really think that that's something that i should be teaching you that then you know it's your turn i want that to be something that's intuitive you know some people would be like no you need to let them know but then there are some things that you know i've never had to communicate because i just met the my soulmate who didn't require me to communicate those things yeah yeah i also think the older we get i lose the patience for that you know she's saying like i'm 36 where it's like honey if he even close to that it's like you're too grown not to know that like it's a tip you know he knows so that's the thing he knows and here's the thing him not being interested in pers- in pursuing this doesn't mean you should not express your interest to people you like. Don't let the one person be like, see, I'm going to go back to this letting the crazies find me. It's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this that's is a not- good, yeah, this is, yeah, this is a good new thing you're doing for sure. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep up and I keep it up. And also that feeling of like, you don't have to be supple or tender to be yourself and the people who get it because lord knows i would have never expected this delicate pennsylvania boy to be the one who could handle it and he could i know same <laughs> a lot of people really think you know they really think i like a like this like alpha da, 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 da. nope <laughs> he is soft and i am abroad okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no. A lot of people think I'm an alpha, real <laughs> strong alpha. Yeah, they think you're a strong gentleman alpha. too. Did you say strong alpha gentleman? <laughs> uh, hey, I lift weights. You do. You lift weights. I lift weights. Do I need time for one more? <laughs> of course. All right. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Naomi and Andy and guest, big fans. Um, I have a question for you about a roommate situation. 
Um, so my roommate has a chronic medical issue, and as a result of a health crisis that she had last year, I ended up exchanging contact info with her mom um, when we were all at the hospital. Um, it was pretty intense, but that's not why I'm calling. Um, what I'm calling about is that her mom has started reaching out to me, not about her daughter's medical situation, but um, just to, like, ask if she's home what? or if she's mad at her. <laughs> Um, just at like all hours of the day and night. Like the other night she called me at maybe 1030 at night, which normally I wouldn't even be checking my phone then. I'd be asleep. Um, and I'm getting the sense that these calls are happening when my roommate is not, is not happy with her. Um, and it's just none of my business. I just think it's over the line for her mom to be reaching out to me. And I, I admit that I have, some level of bias here because I'm estranged from my own mother and if I found out that somebody was giving information about me to her I I would be very upset um, so I don't think it's fair of me to share any information with my with my roommate's mom Correct. unless my roommate has provided that information to her um, but I just don't I just don't know how her mom might use that info or if my roommate wants her to have it so I just feel like giving her any kind of info would make a bad situation worse. Um, I know this is a little bit rambly, but I'm hoping that you can help. Um, I haven't told my roommate about these calls, and I haven't given any information to her mother either, but she keeps calling. Um, what should I do? Thanks so much. Hope you can help. Bye. Uh, oh. You know what to, you know what to do. <laughs> Let's let's play this out though, because like we all know what she needs to do, but how should she actually do it? Because that's such a weird interacting with friends' parents is so weird, at least for me. <laughs> like they have this weird authority, but they're not my parents, so I don't care about them. In some way. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, my do. First, I think I think what's fascinating in this question, and just <laughs> even even listening to it. Um, even listening to it, I was like, I wonder um, your age, dear caller, if you were in your 20s, perchance. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and your, all of your instincts, all of your instincts and your insight um, to me sound true. True. Now, wait, before I dive in with my... <laughs> Personal, subjective, entirely subjective, only mm-hmm. DeWanda believes this point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy, you were going to go through how it could play out. Yes. I just wanted us to all, because we all we know, don't give any information about your roommate to her mom. Tell her mom in some way, don't, like, hey, I think this is weird or whatever, however you want to say it. Uh, hey, I, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable. There's the, I, yeah. I love that. I yeah. love the, the. In uh, in writers' parlance, that bumps me because then you, you put when you say like w- when you're in a writers' room and, uh, and someone says something shitty, you don't say that sucks. You say, oh, I don't know, that kind of bumped me because then you don't you're not you're not putting the onus on you're not telling someone that they suck. You are saying, hey, this how this affected me. Right, this idea just kind of. It feels weird. It doesn't yes. sit right without being like, right. I are mean, you out of your mind? Yeah, right. The subtext is, that sucks. You, you're <laughs> no. shitty. You only got this job because your parent's a famous producer. You quit it, Andy. 
You just but, like you draft that email and then you just delete that part. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, you gotta say something. But I would also say Dewanda, honestly, you're our company and I really need to hear your thoughts, first and foremost. Also okay. because I think that you have an intuition. Uh, I have an intuition and I also have, cause I have multiple, there's multiple things. I think what's fascinating is, um, because all of us, no matter how, you know, Sasha fierce or confident or whatever, <laughs> all of us have the, all of us have a inner people pleaser because all of us are just, you know, essentially animals trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just want to remind our caller that like, you don't actually owe mama, this woman's mother, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you wanted to put your phone on, do not disturb. My phone stays on, do not disturb. But if you wanted to put your phone on, do not disturb at nine o'clock and literally never respond to her again, you would be well within your rights to do so. You don't actually owe your roommate's mother anything. Right. Now in the land of real life, knowing that you, you know, might have to see her or mm. there might be like a lunch situation, you know, we're all, yeah. we all have to be adults right. and adult. And Another health situation. Like you do keep those channels open because exactly. of the health stuff. Mm-hmm. Because of the health stuff. Um, but it's very simple. You know, it's a very simple um, and succinct reply and you can you just choose the level of uh, of um, I always choose the level of communication that has been established. So if you know you guys primarily text, you can text it. If you talk on the phone, just write yourself a little note what you're going to say and say it on the phone. If you email, email it. Mm-hmm. So whatever your primary you know mode of communication is, the underlying principle is I don't feel comfortable. Uh, either having in your case, because you said you haven't discussed anything. And if you have, I don't feel comfortable continuing these conversations. Mm -hmm. And the only decision then that is left is if you think, uh, if your, if it would weigh on your spirit for whatever reason to not mention it to the roommate, if, as you said, you haven't disclosed anything and nothing's happened, I personally personally believe that there's no reason to compromise their relationship Hmm. by going to the roommate and being like, yo mama been trying to get information, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's that's where you and I differ. I'm like, the first thing I do is tell your mama, tell the roommate. I would immediately be like, because that'll, again, you're not trying to cause a fight, but at the same time, if she's not talking to her mom, it's important for her to know that her mother is not respecting her boundary. Because mm-hmm. this is it's in, it's crucial to the dynamic. Because if she doesn't know her mom is like secretly out here trying to get stuff, I mean, I just think it's like you need to know when somebody's out here undermining your boundaries, not respecting your dynamic, trying to also um, insert themselves into relationships you already have. Like mom yeah. and roommate are not friends. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's not like the way you might go. To, and even that I don't even do as an adult where it's like, but I remember as a teenager, right? Where you'd be like, it's so-and-so bad at me, you know? But as an adult, it's like, that's nobody's business. Not even my business. If you're mad at it's me, not, you don't want to tell me. For all intents and purposes. it's definitely not my business. I'm gonna keep, exactly. So leave it. But I think with this, it's like, nah, you got to tell her. And it doesn't have to be drama, but it'd be like, hey, you're, and even just saying like, hey, I just want you to know, you know, uh, your mom has reached out to me a couple times to see 
and for things not related to your health and like yeah. are you upset and i'm happy whatever. to be there for, i'm happy to be there for you for all your health things i'm you know i am here for you but right and also since you like i've never told her anything but i think you should just know that she is looking because that also lets you know what kind of person you're dealing with meaning like okay you can ignore your mom all you want but she's still gonna try to find out what she want to find out well wait yeah. two two things one can the caller just find but before any like spilling the beans just find out what's going on like ask her roommate what's going on with her and her mom like or is it no nope. don't puzzle like that like hey, not is that- her business don't do it, because then you're getting then you're getting in the it deeper. Uh, I mean, I would again recreational research data that I am. <laughs> I would probably be like, "Ooh, what's going on? What's <laughs> But I would try to I hold see. that in as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Also, because I, it sounds like, especially if she's going around like that, and from her own personal experience of like you know the relationship. I mean, one that's it. To your point, Naomi, it's like. What would you want to happen in this scenario? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd probably want to know that your mom was calling your friend <laughs> to survey you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing is just tell the mom to listen to podcasts or stand up that your roommate does like our parents, <laughs> the way that our parents find out about us <laughs> by listening to Naomi's stand up or listening to podcasts we're on. <laughs> And then get all the information. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you, yeah, that's how you get the information. Oh, God. That should work. That's a you good should be thing. like, Mom, follow your daughter on TikTok. I can't get involved. <laughs> I can't get involved. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like the less she Something knows. Like Kellyanne less- Conway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My mom sucks. And it's like, well. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like she, because it's true, because here's the, like the more the roommate knows, the harder it will be to stay out of it. Right? Because if it's like, if she I ends see. up hearing, I see. I see what you're saying. like, you know, it's like it's so it's easier if she doesn't know anything because if she there's nothing she's even withholding, mm-hmm. you know, and just being like, hey, your mom is worried about you and it's not your health. I think that was talk. my that's my like I like, you know, funny enough before all of this, like in 2020, I was like, oh, my, my business 2020. I want nobody else's business. <laughs> I don't need to know nothing about nobody about nothing. Right. Um, and I think that was my like initial apprehension of going to the like roommate. Cause in my nightmare, I would go to the roommate and I'd be like, Hey, I just want to let you know this thing about your mom. And then the roommate would be like, Oh, this bitch. And then give me like the whole <laughs> history. And then I'd be like, Oh no. And then you're trapped. And yeah, <laughs> you're trapped. You're, tra- you're like, yes. And then you become their therapist basically. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you guys have convinced me. That's a nightmare scenario. I just think people in there calm as hell, too. Just like, hey, just want to let Bring you know. Tea. And just and also saying, too, like, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> like, you know, telling them up top. So it's not like Your a boundary. Yeah, being like, I don't yes. want to be in between this. I'm not, I have not told her anything. I do not ever want to tell her anything. Outside of, like, we're taking you to the doctor. I ain't telling her nothing. Like, that's not, that's just it. That's it. And just in that way, she can't yet yeah, come to you and be like, okay, next time she texts you, you tell her, you'll be like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm a blocker. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, the- Block- blocked and blessed. <laughs> blocked. Ooh, the, the people pleasy part of me inside is like, is like cringing at the idea of just yeah. like, at all of this, even though this is all, you guys are both right. <laughs> like I, I feel the, the correctness <laughs> emanating from both of you. I get it. But like I'm just like no love me for helping you. 
That girl is gone. Mm. That girl said, you better get up to the Bronx if you want to prove something because I got somewhere to be. <laughs> I don't care if you're doing three plays. There is Who one me and I don't have time. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. Ruthless. It worked. It worked though. 13 years strong. It did. It's 13 it years did. strong. Oh, Dewanda, thank you so much. This is just so good for my soul today. Yeah, I want I want to say something. If if you achieve every dream you had in the acting world, you're like the pinnacle of it, the residuals are flowing into your set for life. <laughs> however, right? And you're like, I don't remember know. residuals? <laughs> <laughs> There's still some. And and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You could be a you could still be a therapist. That's true. You could still be a therapist. I'm gonna throw that out there. She's you have, in there. You, you have, have the like she's uh, definitely in there. Steely demeanor. You do. You have the calm demeanor, the direct warmth. Direct warmth. That's what I call it. Okay. And I, think I you like could. direct warmth. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna coddle, but you're also gonna, you know, say I understand that this is hard for you, but you need to get over it. <laughs> Like that's what it would be and that would be good so you have that option you know if you ever say i'm done i'm just i just want to we'll get you a quick master's of social work two years and then you're out there then you're out there i like this i like this plan it's not bad it's not shabby at all <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us thank you so much Dewanda. Yeah. thank you for having me we'll see, see you, you next time, time. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.